I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. Oh, my opportunity to be with you. A mariner uh, many, many years ago. I guess for the last 50 plus years, if ever there was a landlubber, it would be me. But I love the ocean. I love vessel. I love the boats. I love the sea. But uh, the Lord took us from that. I was born in the home of a little simple fisherman here on the Bon Secours River. And as far as my choice and even my father's choice, I was to be uh, I was to be a mariner, a commercial fisherman. Spend uh, my life, as far as work is concerned, uh, in the basically in the Gulf of Mexico and maybe the the rivers and the harbored areas, uh, the bays here in our area with a harvest of the food of heaven. But uh, God saw differently. Hey, I'm glad. God sent me the gospel. I'm glad I heard the gospel, and that is Christ died for my sins, all according to the scriptures. I'm glad I heard about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We think about the death of Christ and the blood that was shed there, uh, the atoning work of Christ, all. I trusted Christ to be my Savior. And the work that he did, not the work that I could do, or the work that he was expecting me to do, but the work that he did, Oh, in trusting that, it brought salvation to my soul. And the Lord took me off of an old boat and placed me in the book, the Bible. I'm glad for God's book. In front of me, as the old-fashioned, the old-fashioned King James Bible. And then the opportunity to be with you. Oh, not only salvation, but the call to preach, an opportunity to take and speak the Word of God to so many people that is before us in this unseen unseen radio audience. The book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to go all the way down and read verse 7. I'm going to ask a question at this time. And even though this question was asked some 2,000 plus years ago, we can ask the same question today. Not only do I want to, as far as Brother Mon, I not only want to just put out information, and we, we try to bring it down to earth, you know. This is not a time to where uh, we're not basically doing an in-depth teaching of the Word of God. Oh, there are other broadcasters that do this uh, here on this station. But to present something that's elementary and practical and something that you can use and that will be beneficial and help to you. So when I ask the same question that was asked here, so let's read the question. Galatians chapter 5 verse 7. Hey, by the way, if you ever like to correspond with us, we're as close as that keyboard, that F-O-M-M dot, uh, that period, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. 
here in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama, USA. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? Who's, we think about, this is the, the church that the Apostle Paul established here in the area of Galatia. What was hindering these Galatian Christians? Ye did run well. Who did hinder you? Paul came and preached the grace gospel to these people, apart from the law. And only in Christ is one justified. He preached Christ crucified and talked about the purpose of the law was to bring people to Christ that they might be justified by faith. You understand that. And those who came to this assembly, though, there was a few that taught things contrary to Scripture and actually perverted the Word of God. And you said, what did they teach that was contrary? They wanted to bring the law back into the gospel. And as far as the law is concerned, it's, uh, the law brought in bondage. Chapter 5, verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So there were those that came to the assembly, taught things contrary to this. Maybe after the service is over with, there's some that would pull some aside and say that they were not in agreement with what was uh, preached here by Paul, uh, uh, maybe a while, you know, a number of days before that, or maybe they had uh, home Bible studies and they would take the sort of the teeth out of the gospel and add something to it. You cannot add something to the gospel nor take away the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And that is that that brings salvation. All right. So these people were hindered. Who did run well? Who did hinder? Who did hinder you? To be hindered. Well, what, what does that mean? It means to interrupt, to obstruct, to prevent, to slow down. I'll be honest with you. I hate to be hindered. I find this in all areas of life. In the physical, yes. Would say, what would I say? Uh, uh, worry. And I'm, you know, I, I do that. Uh, that. That's what old people do. I, I do not worry. I think that's a sin. Sometimes I just get overly concerned. But worry will hinder the heart from really having peace. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Uh, a hindrance. Uh, let me just pull one out of the air. Driving fast. All oh, that will hinder safety. Your safety and, of course, your passenger's safety. Oh, to be using the cell phone while you drive, you know. Poor leadership will hinder a country. Amen? Poor eating habits will hinder good health. Uh, poor husband-wife relationship in the Bible. We'll maybe uh, throw this out in just a little while. We'll take and uh, hinder one's prayer life to be hindered. You know, I hate to be, I hate to be hindered. As far as the past is concerned, think about the fishing industry. You know, the biggest thing that's a hindrance to the fishermen, it's 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 the weather. The weather. Oh, it's it's a you know it's a hindrance. So we think about serving God. I know this. Uh, I know who the hinderer is, and we'll talk about him in just just a few moments. And I believe it's a tool of the devil. Uh, in Second Corinthians chapter two and verse eleven, it talks about we're not ignorant of his devices. 
one of the de- you know the devil's devices is not to get you intoxicated with alcohol necessarily because that wouldn't work with you or get you involved with immorality what would he do he'll just hinder you in maybe just a small way and these little small hindrances will eventually my friend develop into something big the hinderer who is this here in the passage it seems as if these were those who were uh, people in this church in Galatia that tried to bring these people back into bondage. But the bottom line, it was it was the devil himself. First uh, Thessalonians chapter two and verse eighteen. Paul's desire was to see the Thessalonians, but he said, "But Satan hindered us." You, my friend, do you know that you have an enemy, and this enemy is constantly trying to hinder you? Hinder you first as far as the matter of salvation. He put every kind of roadblock in front of you possible, you know. And there are some people that are listening to me right now. If if the Lord was to come back, you'd not be ready. You said, what's the problem? You're being hindered, you know. You're being hindered. Uh, faithful Bible uh, reading, you know. Uh, the foe, our enemy, is going to try to put hindrances there. Telling other people about the gospel story. The devil will see to it. He'll hinder you. Living this separated life, hinder you. Who did hinder you? Who or what is hindering you, my friend? As far as we think about uh, Satan, we see him throughout the Bible doing this. Uh, Satan even stood against a nation, the nation of Israel there. And 1 Chronicles chapter 21 and verse 1 talks about him hindering Israel there. Satan even tried to hinder our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, by tempting him, like that that you read in Matthew chapter 4. Oh, he hindered, we think about some of the disciples. Uh, One of my favorites, Simon Peter. Uh, Satan hinders all the saints. He tries to hinder sinners to take away the word of God. Who did hinder you? Who did hinder you? You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Sometimes uh, the devil will use different things. Let me just throw out just a few and see if you could say amen with me. Sometimes the devil will use family. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, a man's foes, sometimes, yeah, a man's foes, his enemy, shall be those of his own household. Who could take, I guess, and have the most power uh, with you? Uh, we think about husband, wife, mother, father, children, aunts, uncles, cousins. It would be our, it would be our family. Oh, sometimes our family could do things uh, to us that actually hurt us to the heart. Your family turning against you could hinder you, my friend. And Satan will use that. I guess thinking about a husband. Uh, maybe saved, but yet his wife is not for him living for God nor being associated with Christianity or anything. She's just a constant hindrance. Can you imagine how that would hurt? The same thing would be true for a wife trying to live for God, yet the husband would hinder, you know. We think about sometimes uh, young people, maybe a young person would come to know Christ, and yet the mother or father not for that. But do you follow what I'm talking about? You said here, you didn't run well. Who did hinder you? Is it a family member? 
all with the help and grace of God. On down to verse uh, 12 here, he said, I would that they were even cut off, which trouble you. We need to find out what's hindering us and see if God can help get this removed. Sometimes it's not family. Sometimes it's friends. Zechariah 13, verse 6 uh, prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. He said, I was wounded in the house of my friends. Sometimes it's a friend. Oh, I made a poor choice of friends when I was young. And as far as these friends is concerned, little by little, they began to pull me away from doing right and, and living in truth. And my friend being moral, you know, sometimes it's a friend. Oh, he said, I would, I would that they were even cut off, which trouble you. Oh, these hindrances, my friend, need to be removed. Sometimes it's not family. Sometimes it's friends. Sometimes it's just the influence of this world. Oh, the hunger of the flesh for this world. And this world wants to get you in bondage to its routine. That's why Jesus said, we think about in the scriptures, First John chapter through the two, John speaking, you know, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. You said, why? Because the world wants you, uh, oh, just the demands that you serve it in, and it'll take away your spiritual life and it'll get you involved with its music and its clothes and its talk and its pleasures and it's and it's work, my friend. Uh, you said what? Hindrances? Huh? Do you understand what I'm talking about now? Sometimes it's false cults. Oh, there's so much error in the world, and it reaches out for the child of God. Oh, a lot of times it's fiery trials. First Peter chapter four and verse twelve. I have this happening to me right now. Satan is hindering, my friend, this program. Fiery trials, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try you as though some strange thing happened. But he said, rejoice, you partakers of Christ. And then sometimes hindrances cannot be removed. As in Second Corinthians chapter 11, remember what hindered Paul? All oh, little thorn in the flesh. All oh, what he said, grace, grace is greater. My friend, grace can keep it from hindering you. Let me ask you the question now, really, of our time is gone. You did run well. Who did hinder you? What or who is hindering you? Would you not ask God, oh God, get this removed from my life that I might serve you? And my friend, if it cannot be removed, then God will give you grace uh, to withstand, and that that is there will not hinder. What or who is hindering you? Now, until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.